Anyways. Hey. You want to open the show? Hi, welcome to the Team Junkies podcast. My name is Nick. I am Chris, and we are joined here today by Tyrell Nye. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. I, I listened to you on the show before. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was did the Erdo episode. He was a, the first episode. Now I have your job. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So like, uh, I do appreciate that though. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a it's a pleasure. It's something that I'm definitely interested in. Uh, mm-hmm. Podcasting and stuff has uh, been a really major facet of fascination for me in the last couple of years and hearing about you guys doing Toon Junkies and being able to help and be involved in it has been really cool. Yeah, awesome. It's pretty fun. Um, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're going to give me flack for this. So I, the reason I was late today is because I was watching Aquaman. Oh, really? How did you feel? What, the uh, movie? Yeah, or like The movie. Oh, no. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. I can already tell. But <laughs> listen. It's not that bad. <laughs> I can't tell you because I fell asleep. Oh, oh, I thought you were just going to start shitting no, on it. No, 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 and it's not, be, I'm not <laughs> trying to say. because I didn't even make it through it. <laughs> I'm not trying to say it was so boring that I fell asleep. I made the mistake of eating before, and I got comfy on my bed, and then I fell asleep. And then I woke up, and it was 6.30, and I was like, oh, shit, I was supposed to leave. So, well, you didn't know I'm going to rewatch it. You didn't know his origin, right? He was he was a man that was bitten by a radioactive aqua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fucking water, man, I know that. That's, that's like the thing I'm using now. Like, Didn't, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the dude that did, uh, Dances with Wolves? Um, what's that actor? Oh, name? you mean Waterworld guy? Yeah. Bruce Willis? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was going to make a Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, there it is. I can only think of Kevin Spacey. I was like, that's not Kevin Spacey, that's not the same dude. No, not yeah. even close. You know, he used to text me all the time, and then I turned 18. I never heard from him again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, that's a cheap <laughs> shot, bud. How dare you <laughs> disgrace Frank Underwood like that? Yeah, he was Lex Luthor, too. Was he really? Yeah, in yeah. that horrible Superman Returns with Brandon Ruth. Oh, yeah, Ooh. he was. Brandon Ralph. Uh, John Ralphio. John Ralphio. John Ralphio could be the Joker, maybe. Dude, I love John Ralphio. I love John Ralphio. I live <laughs> my life by most of his quotes. Technically, I'm homeless. <laughs> Technically, I'm homeless. Yeah, that seems funny. Oh, man. I got run over by a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I love that show. So, in case you couldn't tell, we're going to spend this whole episode quoting John Ralphio from yep. Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, show, this is going to be Toon Junkies episode Ralphio. <laughs> Buckle up. The, the Ralphio Chronicles. <laughs> so, if I would have known this, I'd have done some homework. To quote John this. Ralphio, better have some tissues because your eyes are about to piss tears. <laughs> and then Donna was like, you're nasty. <laughs> nasty. Jesus. Uh, but actually, what is this episode today, Chris? Um, I mean, it's kind of just like a side stories episode. If anybody listens to the last podcast, we're just going to be... We don't... We, uh... We pumped out a bunch of bands, and now we're in the in the midst of uh, scheduling a bunch of people. A lot of people have uh, um, records being recorded right now, so they're like, "Yo, give us a minute. We'll yeah. be there in a minute." Blah blah blah. But we just wanted to get an episode out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we want I want to transition to getting episodes on Saturdays and not Wednesdays, because mm-hmm. Wednesdays, I, even though it's hump day, yeah, I'm not class. trying to. Yeah, I've got class, so. Um, and you go to school. 
yeah. I've got drug class, and then I've got no, no, school. no. Like you're classy. Gosh, that went dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to Yikes. That's me, man. I'm just. <coughs> I am a human form of Eeyore for sure. Oh, he, the human form of Eeyore. Do you have you seen? Did your seen, dick fall off? His uh, tail falls off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it doesn't get used that much, so it's all right. Oh wow! <laughs> no, it's all right. It's my choice. I don't. It's not. For I'm me. celibate by choice. I'm yes. not an incel. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm not an incel. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really into it. But yeah, that happens. <laughs> I've gotten a, uh, an explosion of uh, girls posting um, screenshots of incel-esque behavior lately. It's been pretty oh, yeah? interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, we gotta fucking call it out. That's for sure. I'm not about to, They're like... fun to read, though. I mean, how can <laughs> someone be <laughs> like that? It like, makes, no, I yeah. go into instant lurker mode. The minute they, like, show him his Ooh. profile and his name, I'm like, oh, go into his profile. Yeah, I gotta, fuck, I gotta, I gotta fucking for real? Yeah, I gotta see this. I gotta <laughs> see it. And it's almost always, like... It's almost exactly what you're expecting. Like, usually, like, oh, maybe she's just talking some shit, but mm-hmm. I want to see from myself, mm-hmm. right? And then you get on their Facebook page, you're like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. This dude's... This guy is... Stranger right. danger, bro. Reddit, Reddit is the same way. You'll find a dude who makes, like, a really fucking weird comment, and you're like, who the fuck is this dude? And then you scroll through their shit, and it's like, oh, this is just how this person is. Yeah, this explains what trauma, everything. What happened to you, guy? I just don't understand how, in this day and age these things can be such a huge problem still because we have such like like literally 10 seconds of me snooping validated said person mm-hmm. that posted this thoughts she's yeah. like hey probably stay away from this dude boom here's the checkout yeah. and then I've seen this a few times now multiple and this isn't like one girl this is multiple girls multiple dudes hey bravo let's and like gotta fucking, and gotta it takes you 10 seconds you go lurk the name man you just look at their face where you're like oh yeah oh wow yeah. he doesn't even hide it <laughs> this is really obvious Ooh. well there that's one thing that is notable about these uh incels is they are not afraid to talk about it they're not yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. they worship chad or something like that <laughs> chad. right hail chad hail not stan chad. stan's a good guy Stan is a good guy. Yeah, I prefer. Dude. I like Stan. I prefer yeah, Satan. We all hail Satan's Stan. Cool. We just want to make that clear. Satan's pretty cool. Satan's pretty cool. Uh, excuse me, it's pronounced Satine. Satine. To quote Wreck It Ralph. That was, that was on Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, thanks, Satan. Satine. Uh, it's Satine. Isn't Satine and, I guess I've only seen that once. The first one. I've not seen the second one ever. Second one's good. I like it. Second yeah. one's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I like the first one. I don't know why. No, I like both. It. Got yeah, me all teary eyed when, uh, fucking. Wreck It Ralph and uh, what's the little what's Sarah Silverman's character's name? Uh, Von Schweetz or whatever. Yeah, that, yes, yeah. Um, but like they kind of like broke up and they weren't friends anymore and it made me feel real sad. Yeah, I was I felt guilty because I was like homie bre- homie breakups hurt way worse than boyfriend girlfriend dude, breakups. man, like that shit that hit me hard. I'm like, oh no, I'm Wreck It Ralph in this situation. I'm a bad friend. I'm and a I was bad like, friend. Oh no, bad friend. I'm losing some peeps over like, this shit. I'm, no, I don't want to not be your friend. I'm just saying you were being a bad friend. I'm like, oh, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of when Sherez and I play Skate 3, and I whoop his ass, and <laughs> then he says a mean comment to me, and I, I feel like I, I'm hurt. <laughs> but then he beats me, and I'm really awful, too. But Wait, are y'all still playing Skate 3? Yeah. We play Skate 3 all the fucking time. <laughs> so it's... Skate 3 never die. So no. Sherez, his whole life revolves, revolves around his band, uh, One Piece, and Skate 3. 
I mean, two of those we things, skate four. <laughs> two of those things are totally okay to be building your life around. Ooh, the other one is One Piece. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I was, oh, God, I'm so glad you made that joke. That was good. He doesn't mean it, Luffy, I swear. <laughs> My dog's named Luffy as well. What's a Luffy? Isn't that the thing that you put in the shower? That's a Luffy. <laughs> a Luffy. bro. Come on. Yeah, dude, you gotta exfoliate that Luffy skin, bro. stretchy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> King of the Pirates, bro. Come on, now. Watch that. I don't watch that. It's 800 episodes and 10 plus movies. I yeah, would. I think that's. I wouldn't recommend why anybody watch. Shrez was telling me about it once. No, you either in or you you ain't. Yeah, like that's I, all there's to it. It's I too far either. down yeah. now. It's like I don't try to like people are like. Well, I'm just trying to convince people. Well, I'm like because, dude, I wouldn't. If someone came up to me, is like, hey, you want to watch 800 episodes? <laughs> like, get away from of me. a show that has no way to clip it, so it's just one continuous thing. You have to do every break. It's like 15 minute episodes forever. Uh, I was like, no, nah, dude, I'm not gonna make you do that. that. I can't get into <laughs> anime that's got that bad. many episodes. I it's mean, I remember you guys talking about that during the Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. only one I've I've successfully been able to like handle was Dragon Ball Z, and that was my intro to like anime. And even compared to some, it's not. Oh, I say Dragon Ball either, Z is right? short. Yeah. It's a short-lived <laughs> series comparatively, and I thought that was beat to death. Like. You know, oh, a yeah. long time ago. I, I'm I'm still like I will I'll, I'll revisit some episodes every now and again, and you'll you'll just sit there and you'll, it's a fight, for fucking, twenty minutes, but they're just fucking powering up. Yeah. And they're just it's just like all dialogue and they're not fighting. I'm like, how the fuck did I sit and here? And it's and fucking watch this? awesome. It, it is great, but it's like how they trick young weeboo men into watching a soap opera <laughs> yes. and not know it. It's all happening. You're like, it's action. It's yeah. action-packed. And you're like, no, dude. This is Days of Our Lives with soul bombs. <laughs> That's all this is. It's Days of Our Lives with some laser beams. That's how I'm going to like describe the next like next time somebody who doesn't watch Dragon Ball yeah, it like uh, it's like Days of Our Lives with soul bombs, okay? Young and the Restless never heard of it. <laughs> Same like I swear they steal some of the plot hooks from those shows too. <laughs> <laughs> We got Chris Sabat watching fucking ABC in the morning. He's like, all right, so we're going to do this fucking shit today on this episode. Of course, that was 15 years ago, and it's not now. It's still going, man. Yeah, I still haven't even Soap started. Soap operas don't ever stop. There's still oh, yeah. full, full train engine going. Yeah, I don't, my, uh, money. I don't know how it works, but there's a bunch of old ladies who are just about it. Dude, when I, when I go to my doctor. Prison, too. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, in jail. People like dudes living in county jails just watch Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives. There's like nothing else on like four channels. I was gonna say, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> right? But yeah, they'll watch. They you know, got that shit on. About it. They got that shit on when I go to the doctor. And I'll just be like, they'll be like, all right, just sit there and Doctor B with you in a minute. And I'll just like watch and like, Jesus Christ. I'm not at the they, doctor. Then he calls you in. You're all emotionally invested. Yeah, you're like, I'm I don't like, know what hey, happens can't... to Lopita. Hey, the can we wait till the next father is it? <laughs> <laughs> What happened to Margaret? I was like, where'd Stefano go? I was like, 10. Like, what the hell is happening? When I go to the doctor, they have the Game Show Network on it. It's not bad. Oh, dude, Game Show Network. Dude, I can get behind Game yeah, Show Yeah, that's great. Pretty all right, dude. You got fucking Wayne Brady on there now. And Drew Carey's an OG. I love Drew Carey. Yeah, he's good. You know what's also pretty great? I'm about to change topics over here. All right. Let's do it. 
YouTube videos of metal detecting. What? Yeah, okay. Please elaborate. Uh, this is something, like, you guys are the third and fourth people I've told about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're my I told my dad last <laughs> night, and he told me not to tell my mom. <laughs> so I told my mom, since she, she told me I shouldn't have told her. Because <laughs> I, I watched, like, these three-hour-long videos of these guys. Three-hour-long These guys video. just, like, uh, metal detecting. Beep, beep, and it's beep, the mo- like, most uncharismatic guys you've ever Yeah, because he's fucking yeah. using a metal detector. Yeah, it goes with the territory. Most of the time, they're just like, ah, it's another dry day today. Didn't find anything except for this spoon. But it's captivating for some reason. It's relaxing. You'll <laughs> find like coins and silver and stuff like that. One time, he they found another metal detector and he thought it was the what? funniest fucking thing to ever happen. Like, oh, that's ironic. That is fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, check out, check, check them out. They're fucking great. Or don't. No, no, seriously, Aqua Chega. <laughs> He's he's the best. He's the best. He's the most monotone. Oh, dude, <laughs> it's horrible though. <laughs> Plugging metal detector YouTube videos. I'm speechless right now. <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm speechless because I have so much to have that I can't funnel <laughs> one question out of my mouth at a time. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> First of all, how do these people? Okay, so I'm. I'm definitely going to start assuming things about these metal detector people. How do these men, I'm going to assume they're all men. There's a girl. She's not, she's, she's not very good, though. It's not because <laughs> she's a girl. She's a girl. <laughs> it's just uh, you know, she's just not getting in those raw spots like the, like the guys are. Like She's not going to the good areas, like in the forest <laughs> and stuff, or the ravine. She's an amateur. She's an amateur detector. metal give her, detector. Give her some time. She'll figure it out. I'm, just, I'm really just curious... Who taught these middle-aged men how to? They're not all middle-aged. <laughs> upload videos to YouTube. Mostly middle-aged. Yeah, I, I was gonna stereotype right now. I bet you they're all middle-aged. They're probably divorced, and oh, had to pick up a hobby. Yeah, they had to fill that time. So which one was I watching earlier today? It was this guy who's like, "Yeah, this is my house from when I was a little kid back in the early '70s." Let's go see if we can find any treasure. Told you, middle-aged. And he, <laughs> and he didn't, but... <laughs> he found some Spoiler coins. Spoiler alert, he found nothing. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they'll get really excited that when they find something, it makes you feel good for them. Like, <laughs> like, oh, this is a bad I mean, when I was younger, like, I thought metal detectors could be really cool. I was yeah. like, man, yeah, I'll go find stuff. And buried then realized, treasure yeah. is what you wanted to find. <laughs> yeah, buried yeah, treasure. buried treasure. But um, then I grew up and realized it's like quarters. I mean, you can find a bunch of money, yeah. change, especially at the beach. Yeah, people just, just shit can fall. You find loose change all the time, like lots and lots of loose change. That's kind of cool. I found a, a pill container at a the beach one time. This is drugs in it. This is on topic. Better videos to watch instead of. <laughs> Sorry, one more thing, one more thing. Everything that you just said about metal detecting, yeah. that's what I like about the videos. It's you get to watch it and you don't have to do it yourself. You get to watch other people do it. Right, but hear me out here. Okay. Um, popular tubing rivers and creeks, the dudes who make videos of them diving into the creek and rivers at the end of those days and pulling all the stuff out from the bottom. Of people that have lost and dropped things into the river while they're tubing. Yeah. This dude finds Glocks. What? Backpacks, sunglasses, 
army knives, money, all kinds of things that people just lose. Oh, uh, that sounds a little too punk rock for what I'm interested <laughs> in. Like, he just puts on some goggles and a snorkel. He jumps in the river. It's, like, right by his house, like a popular tubing river. And oh, so he man. jumps in there, and he goes to the bottom to get, like... He started out doing... Some of these guys started out doing just, like, trying to get all this, the beer cans and the trash of people. Right. He tried to clean it up, his part of the river, right? Well, it turned into... I mean, he's scavenging full ba- whole backpacks full of loot. And, like, one, he finds, like... A g- <laughs> I love that you use the term loot. <laughs> yeah. He finds, like, he finds a gun with ammo and a Damn. knife and all this other stuff. He finds, like, super expensive sunglasses, mm-hmm. watches. Oakleys, all kinds oh, of... Oh, yeah, dude. All kinds of watches and smartphones and... All kinds of stuff. It's in, it's insane the amount of stuff that he finds. He's like a pile. He's like, oh, here's our hole for the day. And he drops like $800 worth of ruined crap that people just <laughs> dropped into a river because they were too wasted to like keep a hold of their things. At first, I thought you were talking about tubing like with rapids. And you were like, yeah, and then he just fucking dives into it. He just jumps in like, the raging rapids. <laughs> Dude, Aquaman. I bet there's That's some stuff doing. hidden oh, in like man. Colorado Rapids. Like, just in crevices of stuff that's just been there. Oh, probably. I Forever. don't think... And it's not hella eroded. I don't think Something. any one of my metal detector guys could physically dive into <laughs> some water and they don't bring back them. anything. Probably yeah. because... They find bones and stuff. They're middle-aged. <laughs> middle-aged, middle-aged dudes swim all the time, I think. Yeah, I've seen would middle-aged we call men swimming or would, we call, or would we call Waiting. it wading? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Get that one inflatable leg just lay on. It's got little, like, beer holders. Yeah. I, I ain't mad about that. Patrick just mowed his lawn. Admiring <laughs> it. Got those from the crick. White, green-stained <coughs> New Balance. Yeah. New Balance is on. Are those still outside? <laughs> dude, he asked me about those. Oh, he was like, dude, are these oh, your guys' yeah. shoes? And I'm Everybody, like, no. um, I have a whole backstory for them. Everyone <laughs> in my company was really upset. They were like, why do you let a bunch of hoodlums into the office to record in hoodlums. the studio you built? Um, they're leaving messes and they're, uh, Slanderous uh, back to those shoes. I do have a theory <laughs> on what happened. Okay. Someone was over there listening to like Pandora on just like shuffle, like Grammy hits. And suddenly <laughs> so they became a fan of Greta Van Fleet. They just threw their shoes right off. <laughs> Changed their whole life. Which yeah. I'm not wearing these anymore. <laughs> FYI, if you're a fan of Greta Van Fleet, careful, lightly, careful. friend. There's a super great band called um I don't know what they're called. Did you say is. Led Zeppelin? I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're called Led Zeppelin. Son they of did a it bitch. way better and first. So you should go check that band out if Look. you like this band who is literally the same band yeah that's fine when i first heard their first thing what was it uh uh highway tune when that first came Sounds out like a good name i heard it and i was like what the fuck is led zeppelin making new music yeah and right? then i was yeah, like cause... and then i looked at like greta van fleet what the fuck I was legitimately confused. I like Robert Plant endorses them. He thinks they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would have let it go and never um, batted an eyelash. The but they, the in, a, in a public interview, when they're like, so it's Led Zeppelin? An inspiration uh, video. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, no. Yeah. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> like ACDC or something Yeah, I'm like, like you are Led Zeppelin reincarnate. Yeah. Like, you cannot 2. tell 0. me that you didn't hear 
and they're like, we won't even listen to it. I was like, you you turn on radio ever in your life? Because I'm pretty sure you've heard <laughs> yeah. Led Zeppelin in I, your life. I know they're fans of classic rock because I was listening to an episode with some, I forget what, it was a podcast that they uh, were interviewing on. And they were like, yeah, we grew up on. I don't listen on. to podcasts. Yeah, fuck those things. They're dumb. Who wants to listen to but, I mean, recorded they, radio? In there, I guess, like, kudos to them. They came in at the, um, the, the pinnacle of the reboot generation mm-hmm. so this is just another reboot that uh you know end of millennial gen z can just be like yeah this is ours and it's like no dude mm-hmm. like that was already made yeah, like but, make your own shit but with that idea there are so many bands that are basically just revamped versions of things uh, they're not going to be as spot on as I was going to say, not is. exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a cover, that's a tribute band. Like, that, that's a cover band yeah, they, at this they, point. They've got, like. what is it, Get the Let Out. They've got yeah. Get the Let Out beat because <laughs> they are the same. Yeah, for so. sure. Um, but no, no, I mean, they, I mean, they're insanely talented young dudes. Like, if I, I sounded like that, I'll sing songs like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's not my fault. I, sound like I, that. Ha- I have way too much uh, ego. I would like, be. I. <laughs> No, I just, there's a part of me that, Got like, him. I could never go on being, like, I, like, it doesn't matter how famous they get, Greta Van mm-hmm. Fleet will never be Led Zeppelin. Right. That Led Zeppelin's a band that transcended. They were the first of their kind yeah. for them. So, like, they are huge. So, no matter what you do as an artist, you will never jump over the guys you sound just like. Right. So, that would, that would be too hard for mm-hmm. me to take from, like, like, I want to. I would want to place my own path. Right, you've almost, I want to be my own artist. You've Even given if, yourself a ceiling. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah, you're never gonna. It's like, oh yeah, you won cool awards. That's fine. You like, don't want to be the new. Guess what? You're not going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, year. buddy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not happening. There's already that band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So yeah. see you later. I mean, I think mean, if you just look past the fact that they're Led Zeppelin, they're pretty great. <laughs> they are no, pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No. I wasn't thrilled with their their new yeah. album though. I was. I thought it was. I wanted to tell you, you were so excited. Like, you were walking out, and you saw it, and you ran back to the counter. I did. I grabbed it and fucking... I mean, I didn't get the the new album, the Army of Darkness, or no, whatever it's called. No, the other one that I have that has, like, eight songs on it at most, four songs. Well, yeah, I got. I didn't even look. I Long wish I would have, because it wasn't the... From the... Last me. Four songs? What? It's yeah. an EP. Oh. Uh, it's like, that was their EP, and then they did um, the From the Fires or whatever that had the eight. Yeah. And that one, uh, that EP, I think is way better than their newest album, because I feel like there's more emotion to it. They they actually put all their creativity into it, whereas I feel like this new album, they got the record companies I say they, to they, be like they broke the glass ceiling. Now they're produced. Yeah, and now it's like so. This is what we want you to sound like. Now you and guys are every song sounds the same. Now we don't same have to tempo. prove ourselves anymore. There's no creativity in the riffs. Again, this is just my opinion. Yep. Please don't fucking yeah, please don't. crucify me about this. I'm but telling them. if you listen to their first right EP now. and then compare it to the new album, the new album it's, is it's the it's the it's the Mumford down. and Sons equation. It's you end up playing you write three of the same exact album almost, and yeah. then people are like, okay, we're I think you guys are trying to cash cow us. We yeah. we're, we don't want to listen to your music anymore. Good band, great band. Yeah. I hope they're still t- staying true to themselves, and this isn't like a thing for them. But mm-hmm. I mean, they do cool stuff. I like their music. I They'll guess. figure it out. They're young. Wait, Here, are we still talking about Greta? Or are we talking about? Oh, Greta? Uh, no, they I should, didn't think you were going to say should, nice things about Greta. I think <laughs> Greta should. I, in my personal opinion, I think their next album they should come out of the gate with like a whole difference. Just fucking come out with something way out of left field. Mm-hmm. Just completely change what they're doing. 
and do something new. Like not, I mean, not even changing genres. Like just changing the style. They, like they say, the ACDC is a huge mm-hmm. um, show. It. Inspiration cool. for it. Yeah, yeah. Let's pl- play. Be a tribute band to ACDC for an album and just like. Yeah, fuck it. Fucking fool everyone yeah. and like blow everybody away. It's like we are embodying classic rock mm-hmm. in the new age. Like yes. that would be, I think that could be really cool. Yeah. And chances are they probably signed a multi-record oh, deal, yeah, yeah. so oh, they there. can afford that. And just in case that wouldn't work out, oh yeah, it could be an experiment. Oh, I mean, in all reality, in the capitalist world we live in, they're they're shooting. They're gonna sound mm-hmm. exactly like they sound until nobody remembers that they. Yeah popped up on the scene i know there's a there's a huge like with greta van fleet right now it's either you love them or you hate them yeah because i've never so, met someone who's just like hey yeah my sonic temple group you get people that shit on them and then they're like hey they're great it's like yeah but they're led zeppelin then they get people who are like yeah well led zeppelin fucking copied a bunch of shit too my punk and drum like yeah. group likes them <laughs> most of them what greta I saw I saw them last year at Rock and the Range and oh, they were they, fucking amazing. Cool. Yeah. I saw them on Saturday Night Live and they were terrible. I I, I wasn't yeah. there. I saw them on the television. <laughs> no, that performance was garbage, for sure. Yeah, but I was so excited. I think he may have been sick because I was watching him and it looked like he was having to like control his range, like he almost had to dull down his his. Uh... Imagine if he fucking threw up during sound he would have been immortalized then yeah. he wouldn't be like that guy that sounds like Led Zeppelin he'd be that guy who threw up on hey, Saturday Night Live threw up on live TV that's uh happened to Burt McCracken from The Used uh, last year last year or was it yeah I think it was last year after they put out their new album Burt was fucking sick from touring and he was when I saw him in November he had eaten he was drinking a whole thing of cough syrup just to keep his throat going so he could sing and then he had to do a video for Rolling Stones, and you could tell he was fucking sick. That's rough. He's, it's like, oh man, this sucks. Because you can't reschedule Ro- Rolling Stones. I mean, Not the band, the magazine. If you're, if you're fucking punk rock, you can't. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's what they claimed to be at Rock and the Range. They were like, be like story of the year, and be like, I don't care about your fucking stage. <laughs> Fuck you. We're punk rock. We're not commercial emo, bitches. <laughs> just burn the whole thing to the ground. They're like, you're not allowed on our show anymore. Like, and you don't fucking band. care. And then, then they end up at this place. Yeah, that was a good show. Punkin that public. was three days of awesomeness. I can't wait for it this year. I know we're going to have to like shut down the month of May. Like We won't be able to do this because I'll be gone 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And then you will be The gone. 31st through the... Yeah. Third of June. Yeah, so we might as well just we'll, we'll stockpile. Stockpile and just post it out, but or we'll have time do it. Just just do whatever you want. Be the special Pull, guest. You free can be ring. The, the guest of the month. Even if you don't have a guest, just you talking for like an hour. I'll just sit and talk. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'm about to shit on style. everything today. <laughs> this is send this me another your episode of Tyrell why... shits on everything. Yeah. <laughs> send me your bands and I'll tell you why they suck. <laughs> I'd be really good at that. I just start calling people. Like, what band you like? Shit on my own band every day. So, and then I turn like, this is why we sound like this band, and that's why we suck. <laughs> you guys know who John Schnatter is? Schnatter? No. Yeah. Well, he's the dude that created Papa John's Pizza. Okay. Cool. That hey. piece of shit. Where yeah. Where's going? You've already got me upset. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> triggered. Triggered. Papa now. John's Pizza is. Garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. I'm okay. with you 100%. Anyways, as of yesterday, he was finally uh, bought out as CEO from the company because a couple years ago. Because he's racist. Because he's racist. He's got a coke <laughs> problem and stuff like that. If you hate Papa John's because he's a racist, 
You've never eaten Papa John's pizza before. <laughs> his hate crime was the pizza he made, not his racist comment. So I am obviously the minority in this fucking. You like Papa John's? I enjoy Papa John's. That's because you're oh. a cheap bitch. Cheap bitch. That's expensive, man. Domino's is cheap. I think I'm eating. Domino's is moving up in the world, man. They, Domino's they, is so much better. Hey, I unpopular opinion. All that pizza can go take a shit because <laughs> Lil C's. It's Bruh. plenty fine, dude. <laughs> For five dollars, plenty be. fine. And I'm they're, ready. Their <laughs> pretzel nacho pizza. Oh, get on their fucking level, dude. It's wait, OP. wait, 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 wait. I've heard of pretzel crust, but what the fuck is pretzel the cheese? Nacho? The sauce. Is the nacho cheese is cheese. nacho cheese, bro. Is it it's only is six dollars. It's just nacho cheese sauce. Like instead of pizza sauce. Oh, it's like yeah, it's like the dipping sauce, but it's just the cheese and pepperonis on top of that. Bro, is there a little Susan and Goshen? Yeah, hell yeah, there is. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know, I'm for dinner tonight. <laughs> it's so good. It's only $6, boys, so... <laughs> and girls. Girls can eat trash. Yeah, girls. Just... <laughs> you just said, I'm going to get you some trash. Tra- <laughs> get you some pretzel pizza and All little cheese for $6. Tell them Tomb Junk you sent you. Yeah. Yeah. probably ask what the fuck you're talking about. But... <laughs> when you order on the to-go app, type in hashtag Tomb Junkies to get a 5% discount. I'm just kidding. No, That's not it's not real. Don't, don't try that. It's Enough okay. people do okay. it, they'll be like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both like, why are do they we have a in the notes? They just keep it? saying hashtag Toon Junkies. What the fuck is Toon Junkies? Yeah. Hey, Little Caesars, if you hear this, sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor Little Caesars us. is on the level. <laughs> um, pizza Hut is only on the level if you get classic pan pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are other, their normal crust is horseshit. I remember as a kid eating the shit out of Pizza Hut, and I loved yeah, the dude. cheese from Pizza. That's like the only pizza place we ever went growing up. Yeah. I only just now started like experimenting with Domino's and yeah. it's solid, I guess. What? I like your verbiage. Experimenting with yeah. Domino's. <laughs> My other fast food pizza doing some working through them all, but. But hey, shout out to Napanee Pizza Company. Oh, which is bourbon wow. street pizza. So good. That was. What is the it? The what is the fucking cougar shit? The Panther pizza. Panther that pizza. place is a bad. No, it's good. I like Brant it. Brant and I, you know Brant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got we went there once. Yeah, Panther Pizza, Panther, Panther Pizza right yeah. in downtown. Oh uh, yeah, downtown. is that um is that where Slices used to be? Uh, is that by Chase Bank? Oh no 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 no. Uh, Slices used to be across. It was over by uh um. Panthers replaced another place. Yeah, that Bruno's. It used to be a Bruno's. Yeah, there oh, you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Slices used to be across the street from Hunters. Oh, really? It was yeah. only a thing for like oh, yeah. six months. Yeah, that's what or... gave uh, the owner of Hunters the idea of opening. He may or may not, mm-hmm. don't quote me, be opening another pizza place in Napanee. Damn, that dude is fucking. He gets it, dude. Hey, also... All I know is he needs to not open anything if it's going to ruin what he created in Etna Green because oh, Hunters dude. Barbecue is the literal best shit ever. I have it right there. down the street. I haven't oh, been man. There, man. So good. It's one. It's a barbecue place that is super clean. So like, it's not like a divey hole. Oh, right. You go in there. It's super clean, super legit, and then their food is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it... George's like a couple months ago. That's what it was called. Yeah. Tennessee. It's consistent. It's super good. The prices are good. What'd you get when you went? Um, I've had everything on the menu because I oh. take all their photos. So <laughs> nice. Uh, every time I go out. there, there's just a table full of stuff. Mm. Um, but it is, know, next time I mean, their, their, yeah, their smoked chicken is so good. Uh, their full rack ribs, amazing. Um, the sauces that they have are pretty great. Uh, I like the, the raspberry. The raspberry spicy yeah, one. Chipotle yeah, chipotle raspberry. Ooh, dude, chipotle yeah. Fire, dude. Legit. 
Um, Are those signature? Like, those are own recipe, right? Yeah, they okay, make all those thought. sauces. Yeah, hummus. Yeah. Um, yeah, chicken, the ribs. Uh, I like the, the brisket. The brisket and the rib tips are fucking fire. And brisket, yeah. yeah. It's so good. Super good. Yeah, who's the, the other, dude that owns all these places? Carl. Carl. I'm going to uh, hit him up and be like, yo. I'll do spots for you if you can give me a, just a discount on your food. Like, yeah, I love right. your pizza. I'm definitely going to fuck around and hit up this We have barbecue. 3 million they're, they're, listeners. <laughs> okay, no, no, they're, uh, Hunter's Hideaway, they're, they're, their pizzas, I think, are actually pretty good. And they're, um, uh, I'm all about those uh, chicken gizzards, dude. I Ooh, love their nice. chicken gizzards. They're so good. Like CNC right next door, that breakfast joint, that's legit, yeah. too. I've never been there. Yeah, I, I went, I was at that spot when it was Athens. Because uh, J. Fred used to work there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never been. So if you yeah. haven't been out and about to eat, you should go to Napanee or go to Edna Green because all the food there is pretty dope right now. Napanee's coming up on their food game. And then yeah. my buddy uh, uh, Brock Tuttle's dad, He's uh, he bought out um, Tap and Dine, and he's putting in that, like, brewery. Oh, yeah, yeah I heard about that microbrewery. Yeah. I just I saw... I can't it. say that. Brewery? <laughs> brewery. 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 I had to go to speech therapy when I was in elementary because <laughs> so, I had trouble with my R's. My my wife, and too. I had a stutter. My brother. Yeah, my wife, too. She, she had a, like, real bad problem with R's and stuttering, I think. It's and the like, same thing. I remember saying, like, repeatedly going... Burger King. Burger King. <laughs> like that hard. Yeah, yeah. Burger King. Yeah. Burger King. My brother. Uh, my wife hates how I say children. Children. You putting a U in there. What Did I say it wrong? Children? You're saying children. Children. Chill. Children. Chill. Children. I think children. we just figured out children. our next topic. Children. What are children. pronunciations <laughs> of words that children. Fucking she hates it when I say that. My brother used to... Uh, or when I say evidently. Evidently. Eva? Evidently. I mean... Evidently. <laughs> no, it's just because I say it in the way you I say it. You enunciate it in a different yeah. way. She's one of the people who hates people who say, is what it is. <laughs> she it hates that. Is, She's like, it is, it, is it? Is it what it is? <laughs> yeah. Is it fucking what it Bring is? Bring a bunch of philosophy, you uncultured swine. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> My brother used to... Uh, go to Walmart, get one of those $4 like, graphic teams. Like, yeah. It is what it is. I'm going to get this fucking story out. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, okay. My brother used to uh, not be able to say Chris when he was a kid, so he called me Bubba. And that was like, he did that for like 18 years. He never <coughs> grew out of it. He just called me Bubba. Sorry, Brendan, to call you out, but most What's your brother's like, name? Brendan. My brother's name is Brendan. How do you spell it? B-R-E-N-D-E-N. Ooh, see, your brother's lame. My brother's Brendan. Oh, no, my brother, your brother's Classic. lame. Nobody's brother has e, both E's for Brendan. Yeah, it's unheard it's, of. Yeah, yeah, because it's dumb. No one does that. My brother's name is Eric. Get Eric, out of here. This is Brendan Zomer. He, he does, um, he does, <laughs> he does uh, porn drawings or whatever, like hentai. Hentai? Stuff. What? So go hook him up with pants <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, It's, uh, what is it? Rotten, um, rotten something. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not rotten tomatoes, but yeah, it's something like rotten Eric or something like rotten Keister or something what like that. What the fuck? Your boy do this? Yeah, cutting, <laughs> pl- shameless What's he doing right now? <laughs> he he uh, does drawings and he does like, yeah, you like Reddit stuff. Like he like commissions like uh, porno drawings. He like draws cartoon characters and does like hentai stories what? or whatever. Yeah. Can he do Lilo's okay. sister from Lilo and Stitch? Uh, no, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Dexter's mom from Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. Them hips, though. Dude, she's thick. Them hips, she's though. Thick. Come yeah. On. Maybe the mayor's girlfriend from Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Darren likes some hips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must need some hips. Hey, I'm, I blame Cisco for my affinity for butts. 
penny for bucks. That thong song ruined me when I was a kid. I had no idea what any of that meant, but when I watched that video, I'm like, yes, this is what I think this is right. I think who's the one that sings, uh, shake that thing, can I get Shake that thing, can I? Uh, fuck, who is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Shaggy. Mm-hmm. That's not, no, that's not Shaggy. Shaggy's, uh, Shaggy wasn't me. He also, he did, he did a new song with, um, the Chandelier Chick. He Sia? Did, he did a song with Sia, and, like, uh, the radio edit, everyone hated his part so much they cut it out. Aww. And he, it's not in the radio edit at all. Boo. Um, Shaggy also did a whole album with Sting last year from the police. Oh, yeah. And it is not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Shocking, I know, good. but yeah. <laughs> sounds like my hot album. take on Shaggy and Sting. <laughs> I mean, been catching up this week. I've been so busy with work. I was doing my um, Facebook lurking for the mm-hmm. week like today. <laughs> so I've been catching up. I've been catching up on... Um, all the local the band drama. local band stuff local all that stuff um the only like super interesting thing is um uh that i saw is like it was really cool um watching hostel do their live stream on their way down to cleveland that oh, was yeah. that was fun that was cool i thought that was sweet and then um one of the two christians uh, is Lanham. now in um baster nap dogma yep. now He's the bass yeah. player now. Oh, sweet action. Yeah, yeah, they announced that, which Lanham? I thought was... Yeah. Yeah, Lanham yeah. is a bass for which... Fucking about time those motherfuckers got a bass, mm-hmm. but... That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. I want them to change their name, though. Who? I can't Dan? take I can't take one more D&D reference and getting excited and then realizing Austin said it. And I'm like, oh, it's just fucking dirt nap and stuff. Okay. <laughs> which right, which is what? no which is no shit on dirt nap. I want to hear about dirt nap. But I'm already, I'm on this, like, endorphin level from mm-hmm. saying, oh, someone's talking about D&D? And then I'm like, oh, wait, no. Don't and then, I'm dis- then there's disappointment. And then everything yeah. I'm reading about your Nap is in a, a disappointed yeah, state. And I'm that's already, not fair to them. Yeah. I see it, and my dumb ass goes, Damron McDamrinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's, uh... Narcissism. Yeah, yeah, that's some... We're talking about ego Dirtnap Damron. <laughs> I'm the mascot for Dirtnap Dogma. Dirtnap so. Damron. I had a, uh, I was saying it for some reason, I was thinking about my Halloween costume that I want to do for this year. Yeah. And so, in the scene, me and Natalie kind of have the same get up. Hair. We have the same hair. Yeah, you guys like the same and back. And if I shave my face, I think for Halloween, I want to go as Natalie. I think I go as you. Uh, and I, I was going to ask her, be like, hey, can I borrow, like, your coat and, like, one of your hats? Or give me a signature shirt, one of your big baggy shirts. And then I can be you, and then you can be me, and it really just won't. That won't is, have to try at all because. And it'd be cost effective. Yeah, I don't, you don't spend no money. I I'll be, let you the, borrow some of my clothes, and you just let me borrow yours. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need your pants. That's weird. Like, just give me one of your. She got that big like upset cross shirt, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the, the like it's like a it's like and I don't know. Falls out in the front. front. It's kind of cool though. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she wore it at the Halloween show mm-hmm. at the end of last year, and that was I thought that was I was like that's super cool. She's to, super cool. Yeah, she is. I wanted to ask her, but I felt weird. Be like, hey, can I be you for Halloween? I feel well, like I'll I break the like ice tomorrow night. So you won't be there, but yo, what's up? Chris wants to know if he can be you for Halloween. <laughs> I told him it was you. pretty weird, but <laughs> <laughs> I told him it was an odd question, but I told him. I I'd ask you. And when she says, no, I'll be like, can I be you for can Halloween? Can I be you for Halloween? <laughs> she says, yes, I'm going to be triggered as fuck. But then I can, I'll let you dress up as me, dressed up as Natalie, so you could still say you're not dressed up as her, you're dressed up as me. And then I don't actually have to do it. Dude, this is inception. Because I'm going to be a pirate. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a pirate. 
So, I guess on that point, what I was trying to get to... Oh, shit. I like, yeah, it's fine. Like, this is a never-ending branch into all types of alternate um, timelines, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to mental illness. Yeah, right? No, no, uh, the point I was going to try to get to with all the lurking, and then I got on the whole track of their new band member. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an honest question. This is not... um, Let me, as a disclaimer... I neither hate or love the idea of this, so I don't have an opinion. I'm unbiased. I'm mm-hmm. just curious. What is with all of the um, aspiring rap side projects? Uh, oh, do you okay, guys have yeah. insight on that? Because I'm very yeah, new to this, some. and it is super strange to me mm-hmm. because I have zero want or affinity towards rap Mm -hmm. that's weird but that seems like it's a very normal trend in Mm -hmm. local metal scenes i think that rap gets imbued either you're a fucking new metal fan or you just like rap Mm -hmm. on top of being into metal Um, (laughs) they have a lot of uh punk roots Mm -hmm. to them both so i can see why you'd be into hardcore and be into rap but more specifically in this local scene it seems to me, and maybe it's just because of the people that I have on Facebook right now, that there's a lot of these vocalists and or band members going from, I play in this super heavy metal band, mm-hmm. to I'm writing raps on the side now. I mean, I think part of it, everybody loves Suicide Boys. Okay, so I've never <laughs> listened to Suicide Boys. What's me neither. Su- so I don't, I don't know who they are. I, I, I hear have... the name a lot. I hear everyone calling out, look, love Suicide Boys. I've never listened to them. I have no idea what they are. Or... I've heard them at parties and very loud beats, and most of the time I can't understand anything they're saying. At first, I hated them, and then I started to like them. Then I realized I didn't like them. So, <laughs> but I, I like a few songs. What a roller coaster I, I, emotion I know, that was. I know. So life's a journey. <laughs> life's a garden. Dig it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, like what what you're saying is, there's a lot of bands out there that have at least one or more members of that same band working on some kind of side rap project, or even take Ty Chaney from Lenore Cole. When he left Lenore, he started uh, Die Alone. <laughs> Jared Sebastian did the Jared same Sebastian, thing from yeah. Lenore yeah. Cole. Oh, yeah. which your expression is, a, is the last yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, original. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is a, it's a trend, trend yeah. of things. Jared, Ty, um, Amos, Christian. Amos, Christian. Uh, Trent and uh, Austin just put out something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I heard I heard his, um, Austin was posting his uh, personal rap. I listened to that one. I'm, See, as far as that goes, I always thought, I'm probably wrong, but Amos was the first person I start, saw to start experimenting with it because he always start, would make beats. Like I remember mm-hmm. him doing this last year. And I remember that it was the day Lil Peep died. And he wanted to do something, so we all got together and he was showing off beats and raps and stuff that he made. And that was like the first inclination that I knew of him experimenting with that kind of stuff. And then as that came, started noticing everybody else doing it. I don't know when Jared jumped in. I I think Jared jumped into it like pretty quickly after he split from Lenore. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and that was what, like now, 2016? Now, uh, is this like um, I was a front man in a metal band because that was the music to be playing right now and rap is my real passion, or...? Dude, honestly, I feel like a lot of kids are in metal bands just because it's big in this area. But, I, like, I've talked to people, and a lot of people are like, yeah, I play in a metal band, but that's not my go-to. Yeah, music I was gonna say I, I like to know somebody like, well, that's a that very was, prominent in this, yeah, in this baffles me. scene. And who's if I had a choice, I wouldn't be doing this kind of music. So I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say his name because 
and all this stir up shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, um, even non musicians who are very prominent in the local metal scene are, I've spoken with them, and then they just offhand were like, oh, I don't even like metal. <laughs> I don't like metal at all. I was like, you literally go sure? every metal show yeah. you dress the part yeah did you just go to high top and get these clothes yeah like <laughs> you you dress it you look at your mm-hmm. app you're you're building yourself on it mm-hmm. you know um it's weird it's really it's really strange I, it, it's an eye-opener for me because i would have i would have assumed like yeah one or two dudes like i get it. I, I play with people who like but usually it wasn't far from from really close friends of mine who were in bands with me who were hardcore in the early 2000s they moved on very hard into pop punk mm-hmm. and that oh we always saw that art for them like mm-hmm. um i don't mean to call you guys out but like kyle carpenter um from dear noel and uh Derek griffey who's in trash the dress they were always going towards pop punk they, mm-hmm. they were always gonna play pop punk metalcore and post hardcore were not that that's what they that's what they could play in our local scene at the time there was one pop punk band around really like that mm-hmm. was really popular at the time in our scene so like it just wasn't like you weren't gonna get anywhere right you know so, so are you like saying are you kind of suggesting that metal is kind of like a gateway genre for the musicians around this area i mean that's what it sounded what like they to they me really is that they're playing metal do? because there is a strong um loyal metal scene mm-hmm. but really they want to do rap or whatever it is yeah. um and I don't know. I don't know if that. I'm not trying to put words in it. I'm not claiming to understand anybody's influences and stuff. I'm just. These are just theories. It's a. a it's a strange thing to me because metal is so ingrained in what I do between metalcore and mm-hmm. hardcore and um, the styles of music that I really attach to as a vocalist and what I want to play. Because, I mean, if I wanted to be in a popular band, an easy band to market. I mm-hmm. could start a pop punk band tomorrow, and I I would be pretty okay. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty decent, um, and I'd be pretty all right. I have musicians that would be really well eager to jump could, in. They could play it, yeah, no problem. We could write pop punk music. I'm not shitting on the genre itself. It's just I think that pop punk would be something I could write to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I would get a lot more leverage. I think I'd get a lot more footing. I think I could grow a lot faster locally and get myself moving. Metal is a hard scene to come into. Metal is a hard, like, outside of getting, you have, like, Mm -hmm. base level, like, the bar scene and, like, your local venues. Metal is great. Mm. But there is a humongous disparity and gap between that and moving into touring and doing the whole, this is my life as a metal artist. Like, it is a hard genre on, like punk hardcore metal it's, it's a hard genre to build up into yeah. um so that's weird to me that like it's a gateway for a lot of people that are just oh i just play metal because that's what's easy to do here so have you you've always been in the metal even in the chapel hill days like was yeah I, 2000, I so chapel tragedy, with chapel hill. Chapel I know tragedy in 2003 we were we're technically probably most was eight post hardcore was our genre mm-hmm. we we fell back a lot on like um haste the day um was awesome. a big influence of ours under oath was a big influence of ours mm-hmm. um for today um specifically their for their vocalist was a huge inspiration for me when i started playing um so we played in that era and we played to that era we were really um simple we're a lot like a lot of the slam musicians whether uh some of the starting slam musicians mm-hmm. where we weren't 
necessarily at our peak as musicians, but we were starting out. We were learning. We were, right. So a lot of it was raw. A lot of it was a lot more like punky sounds. And we were really wild on stage. A lot of energy. A lot of life to it. So like that. And it. And I was like blown away by the scene. It was so full of life people were so about it people were so loyal to it at the mm. time oh, i always hear about this golden age metal yeah oh, and, the, nice. and there's people who like it wasn't even that good i was like until you like as a local opener mm. were playing for 300 people easy without yeah. even trying yeah every fucking weekend don't tell me there was no golden age in this era i mean i played i've played with under oath i've played on the same stage as divorce prada i played on the mm. same stage as haste the day attack attack I've played on the same stage as <laughs> Blessed by a Broken Heart. I've played with all these bands. And it wasn't like I was good. Because like, we, we weren't that great. Like, we had good marketing skills. But, mm -hmm. like, we were, like, the best band in Elkhart. Mm -hmm. But those bands are just rolling through. And we're like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll play. <laughs> and, like, we just get on shows. Like, we just get on shows. And, like, that was just how it was then. And everyone was very, like, South Bend, Elkhart, Goshen was very loyal to the metal scene. Mm -hmm. Bigger bands would come through this area and that was like the proving ground. Like either you go to the East Coast and you cut your teeth, you come to the Midwest and if we accept you, you were the next big thing. Mm -hmm. Like that was a thing. Like that's why we came as Romans grew to the size they did coming out of Indiana. Like it's, it was, it was a crazy time to be part of a metal scene because there was so much life in it. I never thought it was going to die. Mm -hmm. Honestly, and no, no young kid does. Like, you know, I started yeah. playing when I was 15, so like I wasn't an adult when it started tapering. I was like 2009, I was just turning 21. And like the scene was like. I was heavy into my drugs at that. That year. was like the <laughs> second step towards the full decline of the scene. I mean, you, yeah. we lost um, we lost the post, we mm -hmm. lost um, the pole barn, we lost Java Gyms, we lost the Skunks Nest. Skunks Nest was, um, they, they opened at the end of the golden age. So like we lost all these venues, the the underground we lost, and like you had um uh, when did the note the blisses um opened you know we're working those venues um, um the loft and yeah. the uh, they had another one that Tony and Nick were involved in. I know Tony um, had a spot down the street. Uh, but they tried, and kudos to those boys. If you guys don't have respect for the Bliss <laughs> Brothers, um, know from an old man coming back into the scene. <laughs> Those two have always done everything they could to revive, revitalize, or keep the, the metal scene alive mm -hmm. and growing in this area. Um, like, the Loft and all this stuff, they worked so hard to, like, keep some semblance of what we had. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it was, like, the changing of the guards. It's like, because, I mean, like, Kingston Falls was getting older. Bands mm -hmm. like Remember Arlington, Kingston Falls, The Analysts, even The Burial, because they came in at the end, more towards the end of the Golden Age, too, and they were, like, a legit signed touring band mm -hmm. they made it like they were doing great things and you know they were there like our local scene was dying as they were jumping out yeah taking off yeah so from 2009 when i kind of fell out to about like now i guess like i just started walking back into the scene in the last two years humongous shift in like where we can play for one yeah um the type of bands that play the uh the open inclusion of multiple genres which is very cool that wasn't a huge thing early on i don't think you know, there was uh chapel hill was barely tolerated sometimes and we were a post-hardcore <laughs> band we weren't um we weren't thrash or we weren't grind or we weren't heavy metal so mm -hmm. we weren't we were metal enough i guess mm. so Meddling kids. Yeah, and I mean, we had we had a larger crowd because we brought in a lot of the kids who are now, 
I think the mindset of like the musicians now, like you know, the Dirt Up Dogmas, the Omniscient, those kids mm-hmm. were coming in, and they, I think they liked what we were doing. They liked our styles. So that move now, I don't. The shift was so insane. Like from, because basically bars are our venues, right? Yeah. You know, ben, bars yeah. are the venues that you can play. Um, there's so much more inclusion between electric music and metal, and you know, it's it's not a dirty word to say I'm in a pop punk or post emo band anymore. No. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I wish that was happening when I was younger. I would have played way more emo music. <laughs> um, <laughs> but emo for life, yo. So yeah, you have like this huge inclusion of like gent. I mean, you have like bands like the Standard Model, where CJ stands basically alone with a twelve string mm-hmm. on stage, and then you know you have Lenore Colt, who is just like raw, angry, mm-hmm. slam music, mm-hmm. um, all on the same stage with each other, all friends, all yeah. you know helping push each other up, which is a super positive. Yeah, uh, it's crazy to see how much everyone like shoulders everybody up. That has been that has been truly the coolest thing for me coming back in music. How excited and how open people were to me, not even knowing me. Most of them are too young to have even ever seen my band play. Yeah. Um, so that's, but they're just like, dude, we're super excited. We're super cool. We heard your <coughs> single. We fucking love it. We want to hear more of you. Like that type of acceptance. Yeah. Is I mean, you showed up and played a show in 2004. There's a good chance everybody would just like nobody would talk to you. Yeah. Be fucking shunned. <laughs> The drummer, like, if your drummer's playing, there'd be a drummer of another band cross arm, like, standing two inches from him, just waiting for him to fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a totally Damn. different vibe. It was, like, this, like, uh, this idea that, like, we need to push each other to be better. Mm-hmm. All of us need to be the best. Um, Not enough criticism, either. Yeah. But now, like, like I said, mm-hmm. case in point, coming back into the scene now is a lot of love, almost no criticism. Yeah, And I it's know. And it's highly shut. I'm trying. Almost, almost. Like, it, I try not to, uh, there's things that are just habit, like where I'll critique something. And I'm not claiming that I can do it better, or that I am better, or that mm-hmm. my band can do it better, or, or any other band can do it better. I'll hear something, and I'll be like, hey, you know, I, yeah, I love them, except why do they do this? Like, yeah. people will be like, we don't need that kind of negativity in our lives, all right? <sighs> well, Positive yeah. vibes only. It's like, well, then enjoy where you're at, because you're not going to, you're not going to grow if you don't. What does David Sagan always say? Do you want to be a big fish in a small pond, or do you want to be a regular size fish yeah, in a yeah. big pond? Yeah, yeah, and that is, a, I think that's a case in point. If you are just doing this to have fun, if you're doing this just like, I'm just here to do what I love right now, mm-hmm. play, I got a job, this is not going to be my career, this is not what I'm going to do, that's fine. Like, yeah, you don't want to hear, like, I'm just I'm just playing music, playing music, man. Yeah. And like, yeah, obviously, they, they don't need to hear you critiquing them, like, they're not about that life. Mm-hmm. But it's when you make those series, when you're like, we're making moves, we're making serious plays, this is what I fucking do, mm-hmm. then you need to be able to step up and you should be begging for that criticism. Yeah. You should be wanting people to tear you down all day, every day. What can we do better that you will like it more? And yeah. not, not necessarily to just appease the masses. What but... are what are pain points? What am I what am I missing? What yeah. do I, you know, like sometimes it's that's like I don't know, it's like uh, fortune and fire, right? Like that's a that's a big thing I think. Um, being able to take that, you have weaknesses. I thought you were talking about the show. And I was like, half the that have fire. anything to do with what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was no, like, yeah, yeah, but legitimately confused for a second. That's the wild swing from then to now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't think the Golden Age can come back unless we fight. Like, there's just, like, people with, like, we, like, we totally scammed a lot of churches and let us, like, do whatever we wanted them. Yeah. And then you had a couple guys with deep pockets who opened up venues and let them go for a couple years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're going to get that back. Like, the big vet, the big, I mean, unless some of us who are coming of age, who got good jobs and we're making all this money, we keep putting it back in the scene, mm-hmm. want to open a, their pole bar and open the next, you know, big venue where all age shows can go yeah. and play and do whatever we want to do. I don't see that coming back. Is there a single, I know that, probably not, but is there a single event that you could attribute to the end of the quote-unquote golden age? A single event? Or I feel a like series of events that it was like, a, it was a, it was, a, it was a long, slow, sad death. I, yeah, like, I think it was we just... We felt it coming for a long time before it actually, like, collapsed. It was an influx of popularity, and it... Like, I remember how big, like, all the kids that I would hang out in high school all listened to, like, fucking... We left high school age, and a whole nother high school age of kids came into the scene. Impending Doom, uh, Devil Wears Prada, August Burns Red, like, all this stuff was really popular. And then this was 2006, 2007, 2008, and it was really (laughs) big. And then all of a sudden, it just, it's like everybody just kind of grew out of it. And then they just stopped really. Well, there was there was those it. yeah there was the guys who um, turned straight to pop punk, mm-hmm. like all these guys are jumping the ship and going to pop punk. <clears throat> it's like the people who get in the rap projects now, it, it, almost. I, I don't know if it's the same correlation, but a lot of guys got out of metal, jumped over to the pop punk side. Mm-hmm. That was blowing up with a bunch of different pop. Yeah, punk in the two thousand eight, two thousand nine, you know. Yeah, like that's that when pop, pop punk, punk blew up. all time yeah. low, forever the sickest yeah. kids. Yeah, and the they main, were all, all playing that, in that. It was trendy. They were, from, mm-hmm. from two thousand four to two thousand nine, they were there. Like we all listened, like Taking Back Sunday mm-hmm. and um, Brand New and yes. all these bands, the used, all these like. Like softer bands, it was like that a was, takeover. That was all in there. Like there was metal, but like metal hadn't truly matured. Like as it is, metalcore and stuff was coming of age too. Mm-hmm. But it was side by side with pop punk, the birth of pop punk, the birth of, um, you know, screamo, the birth of yeah. like alternative emo and pop emo and all this other stuff was growing all at the same time. And when the metal, our local scene, our metal bubble burst, everyone jumped to the other genres that were blowing up commercially. Mm-hmm. I think is what happened. Um, so the older guys all left to go do their stuff in their true passions, I mm-hmm. guess. And then the younger kids, I mean, sleeping with sirens and made yeah, fucking parades and all these fucking poppy, kitschy fucking like bands boy band showed yeah. up. And all those younger, those high school girls and dudes following those high school girls, they all jumped on that. <laughs> they all jumped on that. what we aim for, what's fucking yeah. blowing up at that I think I like one song by them. I don't like Mayday Parade, and I don't like, uh, what was the other one you said? Oh, Sleeping with Sirens. Sleeping with Sirens. I never got into them. No. Those bands all past, like, came to a head all at once. Mm-hmm. And that was like the, there's like this dead zone in the scene where like all the, all the venues are gone. All the venues are gone. There's no place to play. Um, so the no. younger kids had nowhere to go, mm-hmm. and yeah, the older more. guys started playing bars, yep. and then people really weren't going to bars yet, I don't feel like, and then, so the younger kids... Got shafted. It just disappeared. The scene mm-hmm. disappeared. Because our scene was predominantly 15 to 19. Mm-hmm. We could all go to the post and smoke and watch shows. You could yeah. all go to the underground. There was no venue where it wasn't all ages. Yeah. You go anywhere you wanted oh, and go so listen cool. to shows I guess I'm 20, so you had hundreds of teenage kids yeah. at shows and some adults like um and and I, sorry i feel like that's a contributing factor to the down like why our scene can't 
flourish anymore is because we don't have all-age venues. Like, we know there is a plethora, an abundance of kids in high school that want to go see live music. Oh, but yeah. they have nowhere to do it. They have to go to fucking Chicago to like warp tour or something. Rest and it's hard to it's tour, hard it's a hard pill to swallow, but those are disposable incomes with no jobs mm-hmm. to stop them from showing up at a show. Yeah. Their parents will give them the five, ten bucks to go see a show. Yeah. To I get mean, them out of the house. How many times I stole a fiver or a tenner mm-hmm. out of my parents' wallets and took the fuck off to go see a show. Yeah. I mean that was like every fucking weekend. And that was that's the the pinnacle of the golden age or whatever was it wasn't about oh how are we gonna get these kids to shows it was who's playing across town mm-hmm. because all these venues because kids would just have choice you'd be like okay where are we going Saturday mm-hmm. we're gonna go to the post in Goshen or are we gonna go up to the skunk's nest mm-hmm. well who's playing yeah options dude they had options. we, ki- we kind of have that now now it's just it's starting to that. bubble up like yeah, you I mean, you got Cheers and and Smiths and Hardys and Ignition now. Ignition now. Ignition's yeah. a big oh, deal. Is, Ignition a is a huge that deal. Is a I love game. it. That's a big deal. Um, but yeah, the bars are hard because the younger kids can't go yeah. to the bars. Also, though, be careful at Ignition, like musicians, monsters that are listening to this. There's some very expensive equipment around <laughs> that you're moshing around. Be I just want respectful. you to be careful because that place is a huge get, and I just want to keep the people happy. Because I want to keep continuing to go to shows there. Do yeah. not listen to a day to remember and disrespect your surroundings. No, yeah, we need yeah. you to respect the surroundings. <laughs> no, that's that's a close that's close to the heart for me. That's close for uh, nostalgia's sake. Um, a Goshen venue. Mm-hmm. Um, the Post was a pillar, a huge pillar for the scene in the local area. Um, and that was like, I mean, we built a whole scene around the Post in Goshen. And so to have a venue, an all ages venue. In Goshen. There, a couple years ago, huge deal. Uh, I think it was like 2000, 2015, 2016, there's a moped shop down the street that used to hold shows in the yeah. basement. Yeah. I can't remember what it's That's called. Wet. <laughs> but I don't remember. Was it the Moped Army? I think so. <laughs> That's I think even so. cooler. Upstairs, they've got there's like. There's a couple years where mopeds were super cool yeah. in Elkhart. They've got. I know some of you guys are part of the Moped Army. You just got your head <laughs> tattoos and shit out there. I know you're there. They've, uh, they have, like, standalone arcade games <laughs> on top, and, yeah. But, yeah, I remember Skies played down there one time. It's metal. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on the well by not bringing them up. Oh, yeah, well, I love the definitely well. definitely is an all-ages venue I, for people yeah. to play. I don't, I I don't leave you guys sometimes. out. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. The well is a great place. And they mostly do donation stuff mm-hmm. in there, which if you're not donating, you're an asshole. Yo. Um, <laughs> you can spare five bucks, ten bucks. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. You um, go to Starbucks and you spend fucking six dollars on a coffee. Their their coffee at the well is fucking strong. Yeah. It's a, it's the, it all comes down. That's a huge deal on the gold. Like, the gold thing. I keep you said it. Now it's like stuck. <laughs> in my head. You like that? Um, you know, back <laughs> back back in the day. No, the oh, thing is, is like people so. would pay, and like I I seen this some um, thread going around Facebook, and it's it's a good argument. The whole thing, like, and it goes back to the criticism thing, is uh, a lot of the posts going around saying, you know, you'll pay three hundred dollars to go see a show, but you won't pay ten dollars to see a local show. Yeah, and then spend $80 there's the people who say that drive fucking four hours. Yeah, and then there's the people who say, well, maybe if you didn't fucking suck, I don't <laughs> see it. Um, which there, that's harsh, but there is some. Truth to that, if you're yeah. trying to drive a local scene, you need to be all the local bands. Everybody who's playing and tr- hustling and trying to be a part of this, you got to take some responsibility and you got to really push yourself, push your 
fellow musicians to play the best shows you can when you're playing. Even if you're playing for ten fucking people mm-hmm. at Smiths, you guys play that. You guys got to play like or twenty the, people at the well. It's got. Yeah. You got to either play like it's the fucking biggest show you've ever played, or it's the last show you're ever mm-hmm. gonna play, because that's the only way people are gonna come spend that ten dollars because. If you give them experience like they're going to get for paying $300 yeah. in a $10 venue, mm-hmm. they're going to come. And there's guys who said, some of the best shows I've ever seen were in the basement of a place. Mm-hmm. I was like, but that's because those bands were playing like they weren't in a fucking basement. Yeah. That's a huge deal. They were the playing. The way you write should be like you're not fucking just going to go write this song, go play Smith. The way uh, you act, it should be like you're not going to go. And this is not about Smith is the shit. Smith is awesome. Smith mm-hmm. is awesome. But I'm just saying, like, you got to play like that Smith stage is the fucking the stage. Yeah. I hate to bring up wrestling, but I'm going to do it. I almost, I almost didn't do it. <laughs> but, um, what you're talking about a lot reminds me of, like, like independent promotions and stuff yeah. like that. You go and see an independent promotion. You spend $2, and you see the best wrestling that you will ever see because those people have something to work with. Something work on the line, man. They don't, it doesn't matter like, if there's 10 people yep. and me drunk watching them. <laughs> Because in their mind, they're seeing that walk down out of the WWE fucking Mm -hmm. walking down the ramp, sold out fucking arena. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and then like the next step from that would be something called NXT, which is WWE's developmental territory. Yeah, and you know those guys are working their ass off because they have something to work for. Then you go down to Raw, SmackDown. Those guys have already established themselves on the roster, so they don't they don't perform as much. That's just like um, college sports versus pro college they are working to be pro and they We're have working for that contract that you it. don't have to be as good anymore because you already signed the Once contract you're pro hey i'm getting paid no matter what i don't have to i don't have to run up and down this field as hard as i can but yeah i think a lot about the the music scene is the independent wrestling because you just got you got to perform mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how large your audience is or if I'm drunk and yelling at you. <laughs> as much as it is just something you were hoping to bring up. I didn't want to have to talk about that. I did not want it to. Is a, that is the most perfect example, I think. Um, the, each of those men, if you don't know much about professional wrestling, um, each and every person that is a professional wrestler it had to self-promote mm-hmm. and self-build themselves to become popular enough to end up at the pinnacle mm-hmm. of professional wrestling, which is these big... Um, TV shows like WWE and stuff like that, um, they'd work their asses off self-promoting being that character before they ever got to being like an action figure worthy dude. Yeah. Um, that's the same thing with your band. Even if you never make it out of this town, play yourself like you represent our local scene. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, support your local scene, support your local scene. Yes. And you need to take that advice inward. Mm-hmm. You represent this local scene as much as all these kids need to step up and support you you need to to be the ambassador that when the people outside of our town outside of our state our our little circle come to see us they're like elkhart south bend go that place yeah that is where fucking metal lives and breathes that is where the scene is alive and well yep Yep, that's uh, like that's, that's the message. It's a like it's a it's out. a two way street. Like pe- a lot of people, I think, say that they say support your local scene, support your local scene, but then they're not. It's also trendy representing that local scene. Yeah, and I'm I don't have any specific band in my head. Don't think I'm talking about you specifically. Any of you out there? But if that's what you're thinking, then but you're if that's guilty. what you're yeah, thinking, you're, you're guilty, guilty of it. You're if, you're getting, if you're getting triggered right now, you you're might guilty. I might be a little bit right, and yeah. you might need to look inward. It's you got to go. 
You gotta go 110%. It doesn't matter. And that's just, every time. That, that might just be me. That just might be my mentality. Like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna fucking go big. Mm-hmm. Like, I drug a shitty band. Me and Grant Melky drug a shitty band almost to touring status with bigger names mm-hmm. and signed to a label, which we shouldn't have been. That Chapel Hill Tragedy should have never fucking been anywhere near the level it was. But, I mean, it was just like you go 150% every fucking day and you, like, live, die, bleed for the scene. Like, it shows. You look mm-hmm. better. You sound better. Other bands want to play better because they, they don't want to follow you. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And, like, it's not a competition of I want to make you look like a joke. I want to challenge you, my fellow vocalists out there. Fucking... What what is uh Amos say? Move, man. Fuck. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Fucking stop standing there. Give me a fucking Like you don't show. know where the fuck you're at. Yeah. <laughs> like move your fucking ass, dude. Like give these people a show. You're a front man. Like uh, Mike just made fun of uh, vocalists who don't play fucking guitar. And like my argument to that is is dudes who play guitar and sing, yeah, that takes a lot of talent. That's really cool. Impressive. But you're boring as fuck to watch. <laughs> you know what a front man does that a dude who plays guitar and sings does? He fucking makes the crowd wet as fuck. That's what he does. That's your job. Mm-hmm. It's like either you're trying to make people kill each other or you're trying to make people hump each other. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Front man's job is to get that crowd to either fuck or fight. Just go fuck <laughs> yeah. over the top. Yeah. And like if you're not if you're not in it, you're not feeling it, you're not part of that music, if you're not fucking like, I want to destroy everything around me because the music we wrote, mm-hmm. your crowd's not going to be in it. I'm getting yeah. chills. Of it. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If you stand there, arms down, just doing your lines, mm-hmm. you sound good, that's good, yeah. But if you're just standing there, arms down, that's not what they're there for. They want to believe in it. It doesn't matter what the music is. You can play on a fucking toilet bowl and you find somebody who's into it. As long as you're selling the shit out of it. I mean, there's those those dudes who just, like, psychotically bang on a snare drum in a basement. There's people who are about that life, but that dude believes in himself. Yeah. And he's given a performance one way or the other. You are a performer. If you're getting on the stage, you can be a recording artist. That's fine. I'm about that life, too. Yeah. But you get on that stage, you're on that stage, you're a performer. You're I, there to give a show. Yes, it's called a show for a reason. I don't want to. I don't want to go to a show and see you and only hear you. Like yeah. I can just listen to your EP if that's the case. For real, I come dude. to see you perform and wow me. For real. Fucking sling that guitar around. Fucking swing that mic around and catch it. Like I want. I want to be entertained. And I'm not yeah. trying to say. And I mean, don't wreck your whole set. But people are gonna forgive you. You have play one bum note. Yeah. When you're going. Hard. Yeah, if you're, they're not even not noticed. Yeah, you yeah. Keep, you I'll keep, be distracted. You, you keep everything on time and you mostly play it right. Yeah. If you're going full tilt, I guarantee you the crowd's gonna forgive you. If you're standing still, I'm not gonna notice. I'm gonna. Yeah. There's somebody said, yeah, yeah. you want a tight set, play a tight set. But that's another thing. Is like there's no excuse to not go wild just because your set's not tight. Practice, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like learn your fucking songs. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's a huge thing. And there there are bands out there. I mean. Uh, there are bands out in our local scene that do a really great job. It, shameless plug, but Dirtnap Dogma. Mm-hmm. Fucking three people show up half these fucking full bands. Mm-hmm. Three people. Because Austin fucking doesn't give a shit who's looking at him mm-hmm. when he's flailing and breaking that fucking guitar. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what I want to see. After, I want to uh, give a shout out to Nick Dillon from yeah. The Omniscient. He's always moving and he's yeah. putting on a show yeah. with his bass. Yeah. I, lo- I always love yeah. watching him. There's play. a couple really good bass, but let's go for Lenore called That just fucking angry pit bull. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I like your, yeah, he's he gets always you, mean mugging. He gets you. It. Drake. And like like I've, I've said a million times, me and Kenny grew up together. I've 
he was in the same age, been in the scene for fucking ever, mm -hmm. along with, I played more shows with Sven than most of the people, I don't think I played any shows with most of the people that are on stages now, I've played a bunch of shows with him, um, but those guys, like, they do, they do great things, Sven is a great presence on stage, Kenny belongs at the front of Lenore, I mean, that dude personifies the whole thing he they're going the for. Mold very yeah. Well. And he he is an entertainer. He mm -hmm. he plays a character. He does it very well. Very he, theatrical. Yeah, very he does a, and that's and that's something that you can watch work. every time. Whether you love them or hate them or don't give a shit about them, every time they play, you'll come in and watch them. Yeah. Because they'll put on a good show every time. Yeah. I'm so excited to see them. I mean I'm I missed it. Yeah. I missed them. It's gonna be You gonna be there? Uh, I would like to be there. I hopefully will be there. I yeah, actually I won't be there. It's shows? Wipe Night on Rust for me. So what? what is Wipe Night? On... Wipe Night on Rust. We're gonna try and guess what that means. Ooh, no. Wipe Night. <laughs> <laughs> There's a um, video game about uh, masochism and self-loathing called Rust, and uh, you know. I, I was going to guess something to do with diapers, like wiping it, and then like the rusty... It's a like, sandbox oh. survival game, and... Um, it's kind of like Ark. I think I've seen it before. Yeah, like Ark didn't suck. Yeah, Ark sucks. Like that. <laughs> it's like that. They're just you and a bunch of other naked dudes on a beach with rocks, and you basically start the wipe spawning on a beach naked with a rock, and... Instead of like, so the game's designed that you go hit a tree, you get some resources, you start building stuff. You build a house, build a base, okay. you survive in the wild of this post-apocalyptic area. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a sandbox survival game. Um, but what happens is, is um, the, human, the human condition happens, and you wake up on a beach, you look over, see another dude wake up on the beach, you take his rock, so you can throw that rock at another naked dude on the beach to assert your dominance on that beach until a dude with a water pipe shotgun runs out of nowhere and shoots you in the head, ending your short existence on this island. Who so there's that a soundbite? What you want to do? Like quick, quick <laughs> synopsis of what Rust is, everybody. Um, yeah, got a lot of, got a lot of uh, so you die. You basically just die a lot and get cussed at a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of ugly speech on. I didn't really games, know what so. we'd be talking about today. I'm so glad that we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah. So I'm, you know, I, yeah, my, I, I forgot about that. Is a big, uh, it's a big video game event for me tomorrow, so I might this not be there. Every Friday. Uh, so. the first, it's usually, it's actually the first Thursday of every month. It's like the wipe. Mm. So it's like wipe night hype, like the end of the, That's so the server is cool. all wipe clean and you go oh, start over, start from square one survival baby. And like mm. everyone gets it. So everyone mostly quits like halfway through a wipe because you got fucked up <laughs> and like you got nothing left. You got raided. You're never playing this game again. And then you come back. The big, every wipe, you're like, wipe up. Oh yeah. This is my year. This is my month. I got this now. Oh, what was that that like, you were telling us about World of Warcraft again earlier about how it's formulated? Oh, it's formulated, man. <laughs> it gets you, oh, dude, I played 2,500 hours of Rust. It's by far my most played game ever. It, I have a problem. I don't have... I don't have a single game where I put numbers up like that up. I don't... I can't... I, I love beat the gaming story and I stop. almost as much as I love playing music. Almost. I am a music junkie. I will yeah, always pick music junkie. over, over. I mean, there's some junkie. there are some games that I can get into like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That game, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Last of Us, both games and Red Dead Redemption too. 
I like Assassin's Creed. Were all games that once I started, I could not. I could not put down. That was my little addition to the... Oh, he was like pointing, I was like, is someone out there? What? No, his Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rob's gonna come in and he's like, more and more nerd stuff, just a stack everywhere. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I just, I, you know, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to contribute. Yeah, I, he I was had talking his about... stuff, I figured we could contribute. Like, I brought Cthulhu yeah, and a skull. That's a good setup. I think yeah. it looks perfect. Yeah. But every time we come in here, he keeps moving my shit, and I don't know why. Yeah. But, it's like stuck in my head. Just so everyone out there, the five people who listen to Two Junkies right now. Hey, man, fuck you. No, but like for those who come back and listen to this, I don't want you to think that I hate any of these local bands. I'm really proud of what these new local bands have done. I it's all love. Like I'm a lot of a lot of respect and a a lot of pride in what could be built on everything that's going on here. So like. He may sound like an elitist. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I can be harsh and I can be, I can be one-sided, but like, there's a lot of good things going on. And don't let like elitist snobs, older dudes who fucking think they know everything, like me or guys who are better musicians than me who still are in the scene who talk shit. You guys have got a good idea. Just be open to like thicken up the skin. Be open mm-hmm. to criticism. Like, and push yourself. Push yourself. Don't just pl- just don't fucking show up and just play because you're gonna play. Yeah. Like, show up and play like, like, show up and play like you know you're n- not going to like going to work the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Like, you got to do that. You, like, you're like, oh, i got to work tomorrow. Well, it's going to suck then. Yeah. Because you're going all out tonight because this is more important than that. Yeah. Music is always made oh, yeah. important. That show is the most important thing. When mm-hmm. you show up, if you're going to play on a stage, that's the most important thing. I don't care if it's... Is it like a Biden's a, a, every show is the most important show you've ever played? It should be. I think so. If, if you want, if you call yourself a musician, I think it should be. You should I, give I, it your all. I don't care what anyone can... They can fight me over it right now. <laughs> and then Come I'll, to the studio. And then <laughs> I'll play with you, and you're going to be real nervous when you got to go on stage after me because... I'm telling you right now, I will leave everything on the stage every time, no well, matter what. Speaking of, when the fuck are you guys going to so, start playing? Okay, so the plan was we were going to be on the uh, March 22nd show at Cheers okay. originally. Um, we are not quite prepared. Okay. Uh, Nautilus has five songs. Uh, the fifth one is nearing completion now. Um, we would like to have three more mm-hmm. before we play live um, we want to be able to give a little extra if we got the time right and um we really want to make sure that like devin who hasn't played many live shows is uh comfortable tight ready mm-hmm. um all of us as a group are tight ready to play um so yeah the guys convinced me i was i pushed really really hard i wanted to get on stage um right. but they're right uh you know jake niece um basis for the burial he's one of those guys he's like i paid my dues I open shows. Mm-hmm. I've been signed. He wants to make sure that when he goes on a stage, it's good. Where we are, we can give the people who are gonna watch us the show <coughs> that we deserve. We what need. if um, for who do you say is new to it and hasn't played many live shows? Devin Nyers. He's in Up Earth as well. So what if oh, you know okay. just to kind of get him yeah. acclimated? George what if Robert. you guys okay. just did a couple like little house shows and you just invited a small, maybe like ten? I would like to do people, some, some house shows. Just to shows. get him used to having people stare at him while he plays. Yeah, and I'm not trying to kill your confidence. I'm sure you're awesome, Devin. Live, I, I, I'm sure he's great. Yeah, I, I, even I, even some people, people who, do a practice. Even people who have pl- been playing for years, like. 
I, I have thought about I doing some. Anytime. I would like to live stream some open practices. Maybe yeah. that would be Ooh, really cool. That's like that's a good first step too. It's like people are watching, but it's like not like people are there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, we we're all we're all veterans now. Mm-hmm. I think Devin is the youngest and the newest, uh, and he's even he's played a couple live shows with his other projects. So we've all been on stages, some of us more than others. But uh, it's a big deal to like. I know some people are saying it's like, oh, they're just putting all this hard work to be. And it's like, some of it is time and ability to write. Yeah. Um, and putting more and more effort into. It. We had to renovate the practice space so that it was conducive to winter. We had to. Um, You're not 16 and you all have yeah, lives and yeah, jobs. Yeah. Pat and is an obsessive compulsive uh, <laughs> producer Perfectionist. and engineer. So you know, th- almost over has a um, hundred drafts to it that are on my phone. Oh my um, God. The one that's out is uh, the demo um, that's five revisions old now oh um, from the master track that'll be on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that ties us up sometimes too. <laughs> it um, sounds like Adrian Monk from... Uh... Yeah. Monk. But yeah. <laughs> I'm really in love with nice. what we're doing. Um, it's a lot of uh, gent and metalcore influences coming from both Devin and Pat. So a lot of big cinematic sounds with soft vocals dropping into really nasty, fast breakdowns, stuff like that. We, we, we try to go to a lot of levels. We're trying to be something new to this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me as a vocalist, try to do the soft vocals a little bit better than I feel some of the softer bands have done in the past. I wanna, I wanna be, I wanna be a, I wanna be a yardstick that people like. There's people nothing get wrong with level. wanting to be better. Yeah, I want, others. I want to come out. I want that. people to like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they do. Um, I hope I don't. We don't fail, right? But yeah, we want to play soon. We're, it's coming. We're we'll we'll be playing this summer at some point. Yes. We're excited, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm getting. I'm. I get eager whenever I hear about a new band coming because yeah. I've seen everybody play. Yeah. And it's always fun. Like I remember when the Standard Model showed up, and yeah. it was at RJ's, and uh, I was like, yes, "Holy shit!" Uh, it was a new sound, it was new people, and I. I always got real excited. CJ liked it because uh, he was doing his fucking thing on his eight string or whatever, twelve string. That guy's ridiculous. I uh, <laughs> pretended to light a cigarette off his guitar while he was playing. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was just blown away. I was like, dude, what the fuck is this? This is awesome. It's wild, dude. Mm-hmm. He's. It's really cool what he does, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the thing that I really admire the most is when bands can come out and do like something so different from the standard. Mm. Standard. The model. standard oh! model. Hey. All right, show's over. We can't. <laughs> I know, but we should probably start thinking about wrapping it up here soon. Yeah, yeah, it's just gone. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, dude, I think we need to get a panel sometime of, like, golden age musicians and just oh, talk, talk about the good old days. And I'm, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's, like, 20 older dudes than me who are still around, who still are very in the middle of all of this, who are like... Fuck Chapel Tragedy. <laughs> fuck Tyrell. He didn't know Dude, shit. I would love He's to hear say that to you on this show. <laughs> they can bring it though. I got, I got yeah. it for days. I'm back, and I'm not. I don't think I'm going anywhere. So, I'm I mean, I, if you guys need to get <laughs> excited to see me, because it's gonna change your lives. I'm just saying that. Yes. Be ready it's for that. Change your fucking lives, y'all. You heard. And if you first. stand up front, if you're uh, a female, I apologize um, in advance. For changing your life? Or, no, because I'm coming into that crowd. <laughs> oh! I don't care. I mean, that's disgusting. <laughs> you can take that however you want. No, I, I am. I will be moving 
from the stage in an aggressive manner out towards you, and if you are a smaller human being, it, I don't mean I don't mean to hurt anyone. There's there's your your fucking warning. There's your warning. Yeah, you didn't listen yeah, to the show. It's not, it's yeah, not it's, a problem. Don't worry. When this airs, Cy Sexton will have some fucking shit to say. Just, I've yet to add that guy. Yeah, I don't know him. You don't know who? I hear. Cy, I hear. Cy, his name. Oh, I always uh, see him. I don't know one him. Records, um, hardcore extraordinaire. Kill your friends. Vegan, straight edge for life, boys. Um, That's cool. He's, he's uh, been in the scene almost as long as me. Um, probably longer uh, if you count like all the shows he went to when he wore a top knot. Yeah, no, he he's a little abrasive, but definitely a huge, huge supporter of everything good. He's been I like it. I usually, either when I see him comment on something, I don't know. I'm I'm not friends with him on Facebook. It's either kind of like. Like breaking your balls, or is a lot of breaking super, your balls, or super supportive. Yeah. But he is, yeah, he or breaks balls mix. a yeah. lot. But he, he, his heart has always been in the right place. Scythe Sexton, shameless plug, course of one records. If you're not, you don't know about that. If you've ever heard of Hostile, they're on it. They're doing great things. Scythe's backing them up. Scythe does good shit and is a huge supporter of all of you, whether you know it or not. Um, sometimes it's hard to tell with him, but he he loves our local scene. All he wants is the best for it. I I truly believe that. And if you don't know now, you know, buddy. buddy. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> no way! <laughs> I remembered. I remembered. Oh, I say awesome. that all the time now. That's awesome. Yeah, we had to. I quoted that one time, and, and then I was afraid went, that people were. Nobody were, say it. I was like, I was like, if you don't know now, you know. Don't say anything else. Then you were walking out, and you just said, buddy. And if I thought it was know, funny as hell. Buddy, <laughs> it's the way we. Chris, <laughs> did we lose some people this week? What? Did we have we lost some? Yeah, we did lose. We did we lose? Keith Flynn of the Prodigy. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that I've spent an hour and a half. Oh no, it was very captivating. No, it's it's it was good. It was good. The true true point of this was to uh, show some respect for uh, the Prodigy vocalist. Keith Flynn. There you go. The Prodigy. Rest in peace, bud. Uh, Fire starter. It fucking, it fucking sucks that these fucking rock stars keep. No, it's another. I mean, what's that's that's three notable. Uh, rock stars who have gone to suicide in the last two years. Same yeah. thing with Chester, Chris. Yeah. Cornell, rest in peace. He's my yeah. And Scott Weiland basically killed himself. He fucking drank himself to death. Yeah, and I seen a. I was telling them I saw a couple uh, videos um, of some prominent um, older punk guys in the punk scene who were saying um, it's sad to see because. It feels like uh, in the punk and hardcore genre, we're not looking out for each other like we used to, is what they say, yeah. on these old guys. And I think that's pretty something to really think about and internalize. And we are the genre of misfits, broken people, mm -hmm. um, people who need this music specifically lifts a lot of people up. And some of those people who do all that lifting up have nobody lifting that up, and then we leave them alone, thinking that they've got it made, that they've that they've hit the pinnacle, and they they don't watch out for each other. You see them at the show, and then everyone's yeah. together, and, and then happen ha happiness. Yeah. And then that show's over, and you don't see them again until next show. Like, yeah. Look, and that happens at every yeah, that happens at every level. I mean, the, even local local celebrity or local mm -hmm. dudes in the scene, like, I mean. Like I was telling them, a lot, a lot of the, um, we got a lot of lyricism that moves a lot towards 
talking about suicide, the desire for suicide, the 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 desire to take their lives in a multitude of ways is really prevalent in our local scene. And uh, you guys brought up Lil Peep somewhere in this yeah. in this mm-hmm. thing of it, and he's in a perfect example. Listen to his albums. Listen to what he was saying right before he Listen died. Listen to his verse. That, that dude was screaming uh, out for help constantly, and mm-hmm. we all just took it as this is his persona. This is what he makes good music. But that man was he was putting putting his soul his on paper, emotion. and his soul was he was tortured, and he was going down a dangerous path. I'm drawing the ones. Mac Miller, the same thing. I mean, these, verse these people, yeah. From Lil Peep, it was a it was a feature on a Fatnik song. Like P.S. I hate you, remember? but the first part of his verse goes, "I just want to close my eyes and never wake up." Yeah, yeah, that's not something you write just for shits and giggles. That's a that's that's real heart to paper right there. Yeah, and we want to be able. I think that. Um, and if I like, I said it, all the love in this, all the love in this scene. I hope is real, and I hope that you guys are watching out for each other, taking care of each other, and hopefully we can lift some of these guys up, who's you know. They're throwing their their hearts on the, into their lyrics, and hopefully those lyrics turn into something um, different moving forward um, as we grow as a as a group, as a scene, as a as a local area. Because it would be a shame to lose any of these talented people at any level, from the top down. So I just want to remind you guys and girls of the scene, and anybody who hears this. Just because the people you hang out with are laughing and cracking jokes, that doesn't mean everything is okay. A lot of the times, they're doing that for the enjoyment of the people around them. They don't want to be the buzzkill. They don't want to burden your good time with their bad feelings. And we just need to fucking talk to each other. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right to kid and joke, but sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves and we need to talk to somebody and have support because what happens is you keep feeling this weight that you're alone and there's no one actually there for you the person that you pretend to be when you're at these shows or wherever you go isn't who you really are and that just that weight just builds and builds and builds and if you don't open up about it it will you're not gonna have a good time check on your fucking friends just check on them even if like you go to don't be their friend only when you're at the show yeah, I want if like if you're listening to this right now, just take out your phone, just call somebody or te- like message somebody. I hate fucking talking on the phone. I mean, I will. Yeah. If I, have <laughs> I will though, dog. I will. I want call, to. Call just me. know that talk. I'm doing this under duress to save your life. You need to talk. Call me. Talk to me at a show, even if you don't, even if I don't know you. Yeah. Come up to me and say, hey. It's the biggest perk to a healthy introduce music yourself scene to me. is having a humongous family of friends. I'll be your friend. I'll listen a, to you. Yeah, a circle who accepts you for who you are and is. Like, we're all in this. Mm-hmm. Unless you wear, like, Adidas socks with Nike shoes yeah, or something like that. Ugh. Ugh. No, if don't you, come up to me. <laughs> if you're hanging out with your friends and you're sitting around and there's somebody missing that you normally hang out with, call them. Call them, dude. Just yeah. find out why they're not there. Maybe yeah. it, maybe they're just busy. Maybe they're just, hey, you know, I had a thing with my family. The fact that y- you were thinking about them. Yes, it's going to mean you, a lot. You don't know how much that'll mean to somebody. Yeah, make each other better, man. Make each other better. Yeah. Build a, build each other up. That's that's the whole thing. Support your local scene. The idea of that is not just in the music. It is in everything we do together. It's like it can be a humongous family. That's how it was when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Coming into this scene saved a good portion of it, saved my life. And it had so much impact on everything that I am now. 
and that can be how this scene is too and i'm sure a lot of it is i mean i've seen the way all these band members connect and the people that connect with them and i i think you guys are doing great things and i'm hoping that it just you just remember that you always need to be building always need to be taking care of each other and if you're listening to this right now i want you to know if you're ever in distress and you're having dark thoughts you can contact me and i will talk to you and i will help you same because this scene has done so much for me like when i'm not feeling well and my thoughts are on the darker end of the spectrum i get that release the fix from the shows that i come to see i get to see all you guys play and the music that you put out it helps me get through my shit and i would love to help you get through your shit in any way that i can reach out give back tell us where your heartache exists we just there's someone out there broken inside and you might not even know it. it could be your best friend who's smiling and laughing all the time who's moshing harder than anybody else just reach out to them hey hey buddy how are you yeah thank you what's going on what you doing yeah and if anybody this is for a a shameless plug but it's for a good cause uh there is a crisis text line if anybody is in dire help if you are on the edge and you don't know what if you're afraid of what you're going to do you can text a number 741-741 and a professional will respond immediately and it's it's a really awesome it's free it doesn't cost anything and it's totally anonymous but somebody can help you get through whatever it is you're struggling with so that's the crisis text line again that's 741-741 it's just a text away and don't fucking call the cops on your suicidal or depressed friends don't do that that's yeah that doesn't help man no that's, that is, uh, that's that would make things worse no and now that we've totally killed your i know I was, <laughs> can we play a game or something do we have any games that we, we out. play? No. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's a healthy message, but I mean it is oh, kind sure. of it is kind of a bummer. Like, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. Saying, I was, no, that's why we waited. We saved it for the end so that yeah. we didn't ruin your fun I time until right now. <laughs> yeah. Mean. So no, no, no. But it's very serious. You know, take care of each other. But that's that's all we're trying to say. We already beat the death. One love. We One love, love you here at Tune Junkies. Hell yeah. We love you at Tune Junkies, except then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I Please love direct him. all your hate mail to nightyrail6 at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, right, do I not email us. We don't want to hear speaking it. Speaking of Sven, you know, I didn't find out his real name wasn't Sven until like only a couple months ago. Dude, I didn't oh, know yeah. his name was Steve. Yeah. You know, I, his name was Steve. I, I, I didn't find out until we were on our way to Monday Night Steve Raw. when I was playing music. So um, I hadn't seen Lenore Cole. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, oh, the drummer Sven. I had no idea it was him until I went to see them. And I was like, oh, I play a lot of shows with that drummer. That's, That's Steve. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh shit! Well, you know, I'm 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 still thinking about that fucking little Caesar, so I'm ready. Yeah. To fuck so I mean, hey, <laughs> Tune Junkies loves you. What, got your plugs tied, or do you not have any yet? What? what I mean, I've, this, I've this plugged is, so many things. Yeah, this, this isn't actually house. like an interview. We're just kind of that's bullshitting. true. That's I've true. Plugged, I plugged literally everything tonight. <laughs> but my band is Nautilus. Our single "Almost Over" is on pretty much every music platform. Um, we have another single that's coming out in the next about. month. We hope. Um, so look out for that. Um, if you want to see us live, we're probably going to be playing live this summer. Um, if you want to know a little bit about our sound, you can check out Of Earth, which is one of my guitarists, um, former bands, um, Old Skies Beneath Us. Uh, Pat 
uh, Rashi was part of that band. Um, the Burial, which was my bass player Jake Neese's band, um, and Chapel Hill Tragedy, which the drummer and myself are originally from. All those bands are the inspirations that brought us to this point now. So you can check those bands out. And um, maybe that'll tide you over until we get the big show going on um, later this year. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Be sure to check, find us on Facebook page. I think we have an Instagram now. Yeah, which I still don't know how to use. So anybody who is <laughs> yeah. in, who is gram savvy, fucking hit me up and tell me how to do it. Because I know it's a popular thing. But Instantly. Yeah, so whatever. Anyways, uh, well, my name is Chris. My name is Nick. And this has been Toon Junkies. Peace out. See you on the next episode.